Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower lather up with the news sports talk comedians or movie reviews connect with that three-hour philosophy show change the drive into work in traffic so slow connect the dishes to voices that glow thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio connect the stories change your perspective Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We have liftoff. Finally, the double murder case against legal heir Alex Murdoch is off the ground. Sensational opening statements go down in a South Carolina courtroom. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, listen to this. Prosecutors say forensics will prove Murdoch's guilt after a perfect storm of circumstances came to a head. The state contends Maggie was killed with a weapon owned by the family that was never recovered and that a cell phone video captured at the murder scene just before the time of deaths puts Alec at the scene, contradicting his alibi that he only reached there when he discovered the bodies. And he was there just minutes, Maggie and Paul, just minutes before their cell phones go silent forever and ever. The defense argues there's no forensic evidence to tie Murdoch to the murders. No fingerprints, eyewitnesses, murder weapons, and despite the gruesome scene, no blood on Alec when police arrive. You would be covered in blood from head to foot. The defense argues a video taken earlier in the evening shows Paul and Alec enjoying time together and that police pinned Alec as a suspect before investigating, even suggesting the crime may have been the work of two people because two different weapons were used. 
They have pounded that square peg in the round hole, and you're going to hear about it. They've ignored some witnesses. Wow. The defense claiming the state ignored witnesses. Well, little known fact, the defense has subpoena power just like the state. If they want a witness brought in, all they have to do is go hand them a piece of paper, and it's done. I love it when the defense claims the state missed some witnesses that could exonerate the defendant. Guys, you were just hearing from our friends at NBC and hearing courtroom audio in the background. Well, we are off to the races. What happened in court and what's happening right now in court? Joining me in all-star panel, but first to chief reporter for DailyMail.com, our friend Jen Smith. Jen, tell me everything. Don't leave anything out. I mean, what a way to kick off this trial. <laughs> Look, these opening statements really were sensational. We heard from the prosecutor. He calls Alec Murdoch a storm that was heading towards his family, really painting a picture of this inescapable doom that was facing the victims, Maggie and Paul. Now, we also heard some very strong words from the defense, a full-throated defense by Murdoch's family. Um, and his attorney, he had his brothers in the courtroom supporting him. Another person who was in the courtroom, Nancy, was... Buster Murdoch, his only surviving son. We don't know whether or not he's supporting his father or if he's going to testify against him. Now, what the defense is claiming is not so much about what the evidence does show. It's about what evidence is lacking here. So we heard at the top of the show from those clips that you played, there's no murder weapon. Prosecution says that they haven't been able to find it. Defense is trying to use this to their advantage. The other thing that they're claiming is that there isn't a clear motive for Alex Murdoch to commit these crimes. They say that he loved his wife and that he loved his son and that they can prove it. And then lastly, lack of forensic evidence. They say that he would have been drenched in blood had he been the one to pull the trigger at such close range. So it was just the beginning, but they're really laying out where this trial is going to go and the best is yet to come, clearly. Opening statements are akin to a roadmap, telling the jurors where the state and the defense are headed. Now, it's my understanding that the one Murdoch family member remaining of that nuclear family, Buster Murdoch, is in court and will be a witness. And it's my understanding that he was on the state's witness list, which means he will be a witness for the state. That is a very, very tricky maneuver because if he is still siding with his father, it could be a disaster to put him on the stand for the state. But you know what? Sometimes you got to go to hell to get the witness to put the devil in jail. Guys, take a listen now as the chief prosecutor, Creighton Waters, here he is in his own words in opening argument. On the evening of June 7th, 2021, at the defendant's property off Moselle Road in Colleton County, his son Paul Murdoch was standing in a small feed room in some kennels they had on the property. About 8.50 p.m., and the defendant over there, Alec Murdoch, took a 12-shade shotgun and shot him in the shoulder, in the chest and the shoulder, with buckshot. And the evidence is going to show it was a million-to-one shot. He could have survived that, but after that, another shot went up under his head and did catastrophic damage to his brain and his head. I can just see that prosecutor pointing over at Alex Murdoch, 
telling the jury that is who murdered his own wife and son. A lot going down in that courtroom. We're going to go dip back in and hear more of the opening statements. But almost immediately, uh, let me go out to you. Cheryl McCollum joining me, forensic expert, uh, founder of the Cold Case Research Institute, star of a new hit series, Zone 7 podcast. You can find her at coldcasecrimes.org. Cheryl, almost at the beginning, remember, we knew at the very get-go that one of the murder weapons was a Murdoch-owned gun. And now, they didn't say they had the gun, but they knew it was a Murdoch-owned gun. And I thought, wow, how do they know that? Now it's all made very clear, Cheryl McCollum. It's all made very clear. And Nancy, this, I'm telling you, you mentioned a roadmap. This whole thing is incredible to me when you look at what they're outlining. And she already mentioned, the reporter mentioned what's not there. Let's talk about what's not there. Well, hold on just a minute. Don't make me Q&A with myself, Cheryl McCollum. I'm I'm leading you right up to the very beginning. Good gravy, woman. Talk about it. I guess I'll have to cross-examine you. Okay. Cheryl McCollum, isn't it true that at the beginning of the investigation, we were told that one of the murder weapons was a Murdoch family weapon? And now, isn't it true, Cheryl McCollum, we know cops knew it was a Murdoch family weapon because cartridges, shells from one of the murder weapons were found to match ballistically to other cartridges found throughout the property you, as target practice, they matched identically. That is how we know. Isn't that true, Cheryl? That is absolutely true. The Good exit. gravy. I might as well just go back in the courtroom and try cases for Pete's sake. If I've got to cross-examine you, go ahead. I, but I'm desperate to mention the coat. So a week later, he's got this raincoat that he takes to his parents' house. Investigators find it. There's gunshot residue all over it. So it's not at the murder scene. But it's at mom and daddy's house that he's had with him the whole time. Oh, my goodness. You are so right. Not just a raincoat, but a tarp. You know what? Jen Smith, chief reporter, Daily Mail. Listen to this, and I want to hear what you have to say about it. Cheryl, you're right. And, you know, before I play it, Dr. Bethany Marshall, percolate on this for a moment. Why does everybody always run home to mommy and hide under the bed? Guys, take a listen to our cut 158. Again, this is the chief prosecutor. Listen. We're also going to hear evidence that about a week after the murders, Mr. Al Murdoch's father had died, Mr. Randolph. And about a week after the murders, he shows up early in the morning at his parents' home, where his mother still is in late-stage Alzheimer's, on Alameda and Hampton. It's uncharacteristic for him to show up early, uncharacteristic for him to show up at all like that. And he comes in and he's carrying something in a blue tarp and he takes it upstairs and eventually law enforcement finds out about that. And they go upstairs and they find upstairs, they find a wadded up, very, very large raincoat in a blue color. Could look like a tarp. And you're gonna hear evidence that it was coated with gunshot residue on the inside. Rut row. Somebody hid the murder weapon inside a raincoat. Uh-oh. And then hides it at mommy's house. Okay, Jen Smith, Chief Reporter, DailyMail.com. 
What about that? Yeah, I mean, that's a hugely problematic detail for the defense here. They were kind of resting on this idea that there's no physical evidence that could tie him to the crime scene. And then we have this gunshot residue inside this raincoat, hugely problematic. I also want to point out more about his mother. So she's an elderly woman, and we've just found out that she is on her deathbed. She has Alzheimer's. Not only was her house the place where they found this coat, she is also the person that Alex Murdoch claimed was her alibi. Now, this hasn't come out in court yet, at least yesterday. It wasn't raised in opening statements. But back in November, the defense filed records with the court, which said he was visiting his elderly mother at the time of the murders. Now, clearly, she is not going to be able to be called as a witness. She is old. She is frail. She is no longer of sound mind. He maybe thinks that his mom might be his way out of this, or he definitely did at one time, but this is a problematic detail for the defense, clearly, Nancy. Well, you know, Jen Smith, uh, chief reporter, DailyMail.com, you just triggered uh, a very, very important detail. If the mother, Alex Murdoch's mother, is so old and frail and is in late-stage Alzheimer's, God bless her, who's the witness that places him coming into her home with the blue tarp that turns out to be a raincoat covered in gunshot residue on the inside, wadded up and hidden. Hidden. Who is the witness? We're going to find out. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. 
Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To you, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining us out of L.A. You can find her at death, drbethanymarshall.com, star of Bling Empire on Netflix. Dr. Bethany, why does everybody run home to mommy? There he's putting murder evidence under mommy's bed, for Pete's sake. Oh, Nancy, you know, our mothers often think we've never done anything wrong. They collude with us. They protect us. They buffer our world against danger and insult. And I think these sociopaths have gotten their mothers to collude with them for so long that they just think the pattern is going to continue. And, you know, Alex Murdoch, he came from, I keep saying intergenerational wealth, intergenerational power. He has to have gotten that entire family system to overlook and to collude with him. I mean, he has this 1,700-acre hunting estate. This is not even his private home. Hold on. Let me just add something right there. Anybody that knows about it, jump in. They've got this so-called hunting lodge that Dr. Bethany just pointed out, 1,700 acres. They've got a home somewhere. They've got a beach house uh, somewhere. I don't know what all they've got. I'm not coming from a place of jealousy because you know what? Every rich person I've ever known is miserable. All they think about is how to hold on to their money or get some more. And they always think somebody's trying to get their money. It's like a dragon uh, sitting on a, a gold treasure. It's a horrible way to live. So, Dr. Bethany, you're right. It's not just the hunting lodge, but the home, the beach home, the cars, the bank accounts, the blah, the blah, the minks, the jewels. Whoa, it's actually giving me a little bit of a headache. You know, this guy's not smart enough to have made all that money. He had to steal it. No, he got it from granddaddy and daddy and mommy. Mm-hmm. And his, he and stole then- it from his law firm. Let's not forget these embezzlement charges. You're right. You and Bethany are right. Go ahead, Jen Smith. And I want to make clear that even though he's facing nearly a 100 financial crimes of stealing, siphoning, embezzling, outright taking money from his clients and his law firm, the jury is not going to hear about that because that would prejudice them under the law unless and until... The defense opens the door, they bring it up somehow, then the state can bring it in, or unless somehow the state's going to think of a way to use it as motive evidence without getting a darn reversal. That's going to be a, a very tough line to toe. Jen Smith and Dr. Bethany, you're right. Go ahead, Dr. Bethany. Well, so, so what I was saying is that this guy is so unintelligent. He, he shoots his own wife, allegedly shoots his own wife and child in his own hunting lodge with his own guy. Idiot. 
he he uses his mother who has Alzheimer's as as like an alibi. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Nancy, the research shows there's two types of sociopaths. There's the organized and the disorganized. The organized is like the president of Enron. They they amass more and more and more, and they're very slick at it. They're like the Bernie Madoffs of this world. And then there's the disorganized. They're messy. Everything goes wrong. It's like everything they do is like stepping into a pile of, you know, you know what, C-R-A-P's. Did you just spell <laughs> crap? I had okay. to. Uh, I didn't want <laughs> to get right. to I don't let the children say crap either. Okay. And I only say it in secret. Go ahead. So he's the disorganized subtype. So everything is messy. So he couldn't have amassed all this wealth. He couldn't have gone gotten all this far. You know what all of that psycho talk means to me? When you say disorganized killer, it means one thing. What? He's leaving, leaving me loads of evidence because That's he is a right. textbook definition of disorganized killer. Yes, he is. You know, Coburger you know, in Idaho tried his best to cover his tracks. Murdoch did a much worse job. Another thing that happens in opening statements is we find out exactly how the state believes the double murder went down. I mean, I just thinking about not only murdering your wife who stood by you all these years with your BS, your drug addiction, your money problems, your showing out in public, your alcohol, and your son. I mean, I just keep thinking of my husband and my son and my daughter, the thought of killing them. I just push it out of my mind. It's so awful. But the state is saying that's exactly what happened here. And this is how they say it went down. Take a listen to our cut. One, five, one. Straight from the courtroom. Just moments later, he picked up a 300 blackout, which is a type of ammunition, but an AR-style rifle. And the evidence is going to show that the family had multiple weapons throughout the property. Picked up that 300 blackout rifle and opened fire on his wife, Maggie, just feet away near some sheds that used to be a hangar. Pow, pow. Two shots, abdomen in the leg, and took her down. And after that, there were additional shots, including two shots to the head that, again, did catastrophic damage and killed her instantly. Joining me, a special guest, Irv Brandt. Former U.S. Marshal Service International Branch Chief Investigator with DOJ, author of Solo Shot, Curse of the Blue Stone. That's on Amazon starting now. Also, author of Flying Solo. I could go on and on and on. Irv Brandt. They're talking about Maggie like she's a deer or some sort of animal prey. He shot at her. He shot her in the leg. He took her down. And then he went over to her and finished it off. It's just so brutal. So brutal. It is, Nancy. And it's a highly, highly uh, emotional uh, case. And when when the prosecutor lays it out, how dispassionate he was to take those shots, to take the initial shots that'll bring somebody down then to move in and take careful aim for kill shots to the head. It's hard to accept that it's Mm. done by, by a loved one. 
but in most cases, that's exactly how it's done. That that's when someone is murdered, and you know this as well as, well as your listeners. The first person they look at is the spouse, and there's no doubt. I mean, no doubt, guilty, guilty, guilty. Lawyers and he- cops make the worst criminals. You would think they make the best criminals. They make the worst criminals. This guy isn't good at anything. He's not good at fraud. He's not good at tax evasion. He's not good at murder. He can't stage his own murder. He's terrible at it. It's He is going to be convicted. There's no doubt. And I got to tell you guys something. Irv Brandt hey, knows what he's talking about. Like every member on our panel, they're all so experienced. Is that Dr. Bethany jumping in? Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Bethany, I, I, hold on. I'm going to lose my thought. You know, I just have the attention span of a fruit fly. Hold on. Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, author of Red Flags, wendypatrickphd.com. She is the star of Today with Dr. Wendy, KCBQ, San Diego. Wendy, as Herb Brandt was talking, I was thinking about a spouse. Now, I know a lot of people get angry and things happen. You get a divorce. But I was just thinking about David, my husband, who has been with me through thick and thin, really, ever since my fiance Keith was murdered. He was there when I gave birth, when Lucy and I almost died. He was saved me from drowning once. Um, he helps me take care of my mother. Um, he raises our children. That I think about our children and how that's the thing I look forward to most in life. And just the thought of raising a gun to them, the way Irv Brandt described it, like a kill shot. On your spouse has been through everything with you and stood with you shoulder to shoulder through thick and thin. It's really hard to take in, Wendy. Yeah, you know, Nancy, you brought up one of the points I was going to make. It's also going to be hard for some of those jurors. You have a wonderful husband. Some of those jurors might also have absolutely wonderful spouses, and they are so disconnected from the idea to begin with that right from the beginning, even though they've heard the prosecutor's opening, what they're going to have to do through motive, through other things that they're going to bring in through the evidence, is win those jurors over from the absolute disbelief that something like this could ever happen, especially when you're looking mm. at a family that doesn't necessarily have any outward signs of there being there being any problems. Now, that, of course, will have to be developed during the course of the trial, but it's that mindset you just pointed out that's going to be difficult to overcome. Not that it can't be done, but they're going to have to do it through the evidence. Now, you know, I heard... Oh, go ahead. Dr. Bethany, I know you were jumping in with something, and I'm going to circle back to what Wendy just said. Go ahead. What I think is so heinous is that he killed them as a distraction from his other crimes, from being caught. Let's, let's not forget that. In most cases of domestic homicide, you have a very sick, disturbed spouse who's just anguished with jealousy or envy or they want to control their spouse they want to like crush them under their heel they they envy their goodness and everything they're accomplishing in this world so so you kind of take a deep dive or at least i do into the homicidal spouse's motivation for killing and in this case he kills as a distraction that's what's heinous not just that the murder but the motivation I think is particularly cruel. There's so many other distractions 
on the face of this planet that he could could have come up with. But that, I mean, I think y'all have to hold that in the back of our minds. I want to follow up on what um, Wendy, Bethany, Cheryl, everyone has mentioned. The defense is fighting back, but I want you to listen to something they're saying in our cut 172. This is Dick Harputlian, former prosecutor, now defense lawyer. You're not going to hear a single witness say that their relationship, Maggie and Alex's relationship, were anything other than loving. You're going to hear about how they went to a baseball game the weekend before. You're going to hear about their relationship. You're going to see texts and emails indicating a loving relationship. Paul, the apple of his eye. You're going to see a video somewhere between 7.30 and 8 o'clock, the night of the murders, with Paul and Alec riding around looking at some trees they planted. It's a Snapchat that Paul sent to other people because the trees were not planted very well. They cantilevering over. They're laughing. They're having a good time. That would be about an hour before the Attorney General says he slaughtered them. When I say he slaughtered them, when they were slaughtered, and no question. I don't know how much that helps the defense to keep saying they were slaughtered, no question. But correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, but wasn't Maggie seeing a divorce lawyer? And he's talking about that baseball game, and a witness says at that baseball game, Harputlian's uh, talking about, <laughs> that Murdoch goes and gets some popcorn, a bag of popcorn. He comes back into the box or wherever they're sitting and throws it, just throws it Wow! at Maggie. I tell you what, it'd be a cold day in H-E-L-L that David Lynch came up and threw a bag of popcorn at me, especially in front of people, to witness my humiliation. Uh-uh. That is not a loving marriage. Can e- Mm-mm. Anybody in this room with that? Is that okay? Somebody throw popcorn at you? Uh-uh. And that's out in public. What? Who? Jump in. All of them. This, this, is, this is Doc <laughs> Dupree. So that's what you've got to remember. The locals down there, they know that this was not a happy marriage. Remember that Maggie texted her friend that something's up. She doesn't trust Alex going to um, Moselle that night. Ooh, good, good point. Go ahead, Dr. Dupree. By the way, Dr. Dupree, Dr. Lee Dupree is, uh, Dr. Michelle Dupree is joining us from South Carolina. She went with me uh, side by side through a lot of this evidence there in South Carolina. And she's right. Everywhere I went, Dr. Dupree, uh, people would go, oh yeah, Maggie was getting a divorce. They even knew it down at the Jimmy John sandwich shop. Everybody knew it. So I don't exactly. know what Harpoolian is talking about, Dr. Dupree, who, by the way, is a forensic pathologist, medical examiner, former detective, and author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide. Go ahead, Dr. Dupree. So, and it's not just Maggie, but remember that Paul might have been the apple of his eye, but he was a screw-up from the very beginning. Sorry, Paul, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Paul Murdoch was the son that got rip-roaring drunk. Didn't he even have an alias name as friends? would call him when he was so drunk another Timmy. was it chucky what timmy it was timmy 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 would take over evil timmy and his whole body language changed yes and he had just crashed alex murdoch's speedboat into some pilings i think it was into pilings i don't think he hit the bridge no it was pilings he hit pilings and mallory beach 19 years old who was scared 
to death during all this, flies off the boat, dies on impact, and her body floats in the water for days and days and days. I talked to some of the rescue guys that were part of finding her body, and they say that little girl's body just bloated being out in the water. So I don't know how much Paul Murdoch was the apple of his eye anymore. Because Jen Smith, um, DailyMail.com, isn't it true that part of the alleged motive for murder is that the lawsuit regarding Mallory Beach's death and Paul Murdoch's court date was looming. Yeah, that that is right. We we the, the prosecution hasn't nailed down specifically which financial stress component is what they believe caused Alex Murdoch to actually do this. But, you know, there are there are a few. There's this lawsuit like you mentioned Mallory Beach's family was suing the Murdoch family for wrongful death. Now, if you pair that with the fact that Alex Murdoch was already in financial trouble, he was trying desperately to hide it. And he also had a opioid addiction, which we haven't even touched on yet. And there's so much that he was stealing from his law firm and from his clients, Jen Smith. That's correct. Yeah. And all of this paints a picture of someone who was frantically trying to protect what little he might have had left. So, yes, the fact that Paul had put his family into shame or disfavor at the very least, let's call it that for now, that doesn't bode well for this idea that he was the apple of his father's eye. But what is really crucial here, in town and everyone who knew this family locally, yes, sure, they may be well acquainted with the rumors about them, but that's precisely why those people are not on the jury. When it, when it really boils down here, what we have is whether or not the defense is going to be able to convince this jury who have all gone on record and said that they do not know anything about this family, at least not enough to prejudice their decisions. Is the jury going to believe the defense that this was a happy family or are they going to be convinced by all the outside evidence? Well, if the defense keeps claiming in court that they had a happy marriage, the state is going to have to bring on evidence that they had anything but an unha- a happy marriage. In fact, she was living at the beach house. They were not living together. That's right. Here's the tricky part of that, Nancy. This is Wendy. The tricky part of that is you can't bring in all this bad behavior unless there's sufficient evidence to back it up evidentiarily. And can they do that? It would be great if the jury were privy to all of what we're discussing on this call. But yeah. they're not going to be. So it's going to be a fight, to, a real battle to get some of this in. The pop, from the popcorn throwing to the bad behavior of the son. I mean, so much outside evidence evidence is relevant, we know, to motive, but how much in that balancing analysis the judge does is the jury going to get to hear? And the interesting thing about that is that can change as doors are opened and closed in terms of the questions lawyers ask as this trial proceeds. Yeah, what she means by that, uh, Wendy Paschett, when she says open the door, that's actually a legal term. If the defense starts going on and on and on, second verse, same as the first, that they were so happy in their marriage, that, quote, opens the door for the state to come in and prove what a bad marriage it was. Go ahead, uh, Cheryl McCollum, jump in. I just think it is critical that we mention, as a wife, nobody knew him better than Maggie did. Maggie told her friend, something's Mm -hmm. fishy. He's up to something. Direct quote. She went to that family farm because she knew Paul was there. She went there to try to protect that child.
If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zinn pouch in is you. Zinn is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience. Which means Zinn pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. According to the evidence, Jen Smith, DailyMail.com, he, Alex Murdoch, lured Maggie out to the hunting lodge, which is a good ways away from where she was staying at their beach house. She was not living with him. And he lured her out there, according to the evidence, claiming that he wanted her to go visit his father because Murdoch says his father, Daddy Murdoch, didn't have much longer to live. And she, Maggie, actually said to one of her girlfriends before she went out there, I don't want to go. He talked me into it. I don't know what 
Alec Murdoch is up to, but something is fishy when he lured her to go out there. Isn't it true, Jen Smith, that that is the whole reason she was even at the hunting lodge? Because Alex Murdoch lured her there. That's exactly what has been suggested. Yeah, absolutely. But again, the problem is all of the people who can actually verify this, none of them are alive anymore. So we just have Alex Murdoch, his father, died a few days after Maggie and Paul were killed. Obviously, Maggie and Paul aren't there to tell the truth either. And then we have his ailing mother. It is the prosecution's argument that Alex Murdoch lured his estranged wife, whether or not they were in the formalities of becoming estranged. We don't know yet. We know that she consulted a lawyer. We don't know if she filed any paperwork yet. doesn't look like she did. But that is what the prosecution is saying, that she wouldn't have even been there unless he called her there. And that is the last thing he wanted, Irv Brandt is for that divorce proceeding to get cranked up and her lawyer, her divorce lawyer, have full access to all of his bank accounts because that's number one, forensic accounting. That was going to happen. All their property, their possessions, their money was going to be divided, split down the middle. The last thing Murdoch wants is an astute lawyer going through his business and finding out he's been embezzling, stealing, outright taking money from his clients and his law firm. I mean, millions of dollars. That's exactly right, Nancy. That's the motive right there. He didn't want someone competent going, yes, going through his financial records and he had to take care of the liabilities and took care of paul murdoch at the same time that ends that and he was he was a liability also but the wife filing for divorce and demanding the records of their assets is going to bring that house of cards down. Completely. And of course, he's drug addled. Um, and also, he was right. After the murders, that uh, the murder of Paul Murdoch, his son, that lawsuit settled. It settled. And there's nobody left to prosecute. And um, Paul Murdoch's never going to take the stand. Nobody's going to be digging through their finances. And there's no divorce. No uh, astute lawyer and forensic accountant's going to be digging through his bank accounts anymore because they're both dead. Now, I don't believe if I were the defense attorney, which of course would never happen, that I would phrase it quite like this. But I want you to take a listen to cut 176. Again, this is straight out of the courtroom. This is the defense attorney for Alex Murdoch, Dick Carpootley, and listen. Now, Maggie is shot running. There's no defensive wounds because she's shot running and after she falls to the ground and has one bullet uh, that has has hit her uh, and probably traveled up and hit her brain, she's on the ground and whoever the perpetrator was walked up, took that AR and put one in the back of her head. Executed. Executed. Why? Well, if he keeps asking why, I'm pretty sure the state's going to tell him. I mean, to you, Cheryl McCollum, can't you just see in that courtroom when the defense attorney is saying, and whoever the perpetrator was, and they probably all looked right over at Alex Murdoch, and he says, walked up, took that AR, and put one in the back of her head, executed. Right. And we all know long guns are for moving targets. I mean, we know what he did here. It it appears very simple to us. He waits an hour, Nancy, to call 911. Why would he wait for an hour? 
because he's trying to hide that weapon and dispose of other evidence. And again, I want to go back to the one thing the prosecution is going to be able to show what's not there. There's no additional cell phone pings from an unknown person. There's no unknown footprint from an unknown person. There's no unknown tire track. You've got the gunshot residue. You waited over an hour. You lured her there. You hid the weapon. You said you were somewhere else at 844, and we know now that's a lie. You had motive to kill your son. You had motive to kill your wife. Nobody else did. It's going to come back to Alex Murdoch every single time. You know, that brings up an interesting point. This is Wendy. Uh, Negative evidence witnesses. That's where we call people to say, if someone else had been here, we would have found it. There would have been DNA or footprints or tire tracks or something from somebody else. So Cheryl brings up an interesting point. And sometimes these cases, especially when it's an alibi defense, are not just about what you found at the scene, but what you didn't find and what that means for the prosecution. You know what I love? Cell phone pings. I love cell phone pings. I want you to take a listen, and then we'll have Jen Smith explain to us what was just said at opening statements, and we're going to go back to the courtroom after this. Take a listen to our cut 154, cell phones and ballistics, cell phones and ballistics. And the evidence is going to show that the defendant, Alec Murdoch over there, told anyone who would listen that he was never at those kennels. But the evidence is also going to show from these things that every one of us, most of us carry around in our pocket, that he was there. And he was there just minutes before, with Maggie and Paul, just minutes before their cell phones go silent forever and ever. Despite what he told people, I was never at those kennels, the cell phones are going to show otherwise. Okay, Jen Smith, a Snapchat video taken just before the murders, taken by Paul Murdoch, has come to light because it's my understanding Alex Murdoch is in the video showing that he's there at the hunting lodge just before the murders, although he said he wasn't. Is that correct? That is correct, Nancy. So what this video shows is a dog. It's a a dog that belongs to one of Paul's friends. Now, Paul put this on his Snapchat. You don't see Alex Murdoch, but you do apparently in the background hear Alex Murdoch with Maddie Murdoch and their son. Now, what's key about this video is the time that it was taken, the time that it was put out. Prosecutors say that minutes, literally, I think it's three or four minutes after that, every inch of cell phone activity on Paul's phone and on Maggie's phone, it stops. It stops cold. So that's what they're trying to point towards as being the time of the murders. And this is a new piece of evidence. And it's really, really important because like you say, it places Alex Murdoch at the scene of the crime when prosecutors say that it happened. Mm, Cheryl McCollum joining me, forensic expert. And everybody jump in on this. So Paul Murdoch sends the Snapchat video to several people. And one of those people, within like two or three minutes, calls him right back. He, de- he never picks up his phone again. Right. He never responds. He never sends another text. It's over. That's it forever. That is the time of the murder. Absolutely. And simultaneously, his mother, her cell phone, never again has any activity that she initiates. Both of those phones simultaneously are inactive. 
forever. What about it, Wendy Patrick? Cell phones are the perfect unbiased witnesses. They don't favor one side or the other, and that is one of the reasons we're talking about them not only in this case, but they establish the timeline dead victims cannot. And that's one of the reasons is that we're all noting here that they're going to be such powerful evidence in a case like this. Yes, and we saw it come out as very powerful evidence in the Brian Koberger quadruple slaying in Idaho. So, Jen Smith, what's going to happen now? Well, today we're expecting the prosecution to put their first witnesses on the stand. Now, that is obviously going to be hugely telling. We're expecting some EMTs and some first responders who are the first people to interact with Alex Murdoch after the murders. And then, and I think this is going to really tell an interesting story, the jury is going to see video of Alex Murdoch's first police interviews. Now, we don't know yet what he said in these interviews, except from what we've read in previous transcripts or affidavits. But the prosecution is claiming he may made strange statements and they're also claiming that his lack of statements was incredibly strange too so they're using this interview to point to his guilt the defense claims that he was acting strangely because who wouldn't after their wife and their son had just been murdered and they're also claiming that it's going to prove that cops only ever focused on Alex Murdoch and ignored any other possible suspect because they were so desperate as they put it to fit this square peg in this round hole so that's today I can't wait. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.
Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.